0: Hello, friends. We are coming back to you from a uh, series of weekend games. The Jets first played the Colorado Avalanche uh, and then followed it up with a game against the Ottawa Senators. You know what happened in the Avs game? A bit of a tough loss, but a good well-fought game. The Ottawa Senators game, while it was a 4-3 victory, not as clean and uh, probably not a win that the Jets are going to be super proud of. But Winnipeg marches on. We collect two more points and we'll dive into this game as well as some of the reviews on the uh, trade deadline acquisitions the jets have brought in on tonight's locked on winnipeg jets or locked on the hockey jets your daily podcast on the winnipeg jets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, friends, and welcome back to tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Uh, thank you for joining us talking about the Ottawa Senators game against the Winnipeg Jets. Before we get underway with tonight's episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much for choosing to make Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HL Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. If you uh, enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google megaphone odyssey and as you can see youtube we have video content we have audio podcasts Uh, we're available wherever you are so be sure to like follow and subscribe and again we just really love and appreciate your support uh if you can hear my voice i am having a little bit of congestion so apologies i do have to have some lozenges around Um, but hopefully you can hear me if not you can yell at me on twitter or something uh or or in the comments whatever it is now I don't think we need to say a lot about this game against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, if you watched this game, you probably had an idea of two halves. We'll talk about the first half, which was probably the weaker of the two. Um, the Jets came out of the gates looking not super great. Now, Ottawa has a bit of a deceptive ability to pump a lot of shots on goal without really accomplishing a lot of high-danger threat. But I think in Winnipeg's case here, The Jets just weren't really skating all that actively. Um, It did feel like uh, Winnipeg was maybe a little bit behind the play. Um, And it's not like the Sens are a super dangerous, uh, super high-skilled team. But this is a hard-working roster. Uh, They've got players who fight for the badge. Uh, I think that they are maybe a little bit underappreciated in certain positions. Um, Brady DeChuck, while he's maybe not the most elite scorer, does tend to drive positive results, even if you might question the methodology a little bit, uh, but Thomas Shabbat is a guy you've never had to question. Uh, Nick Paul, uh, at one point, I forget if he's still on the team, but uh, you know, a guy like him I think really exemplifies what Ottawa likes, which is a gritty, grindy two-way forward who fights uh, really hard on every single shift and can actually create you some decent offensive opportunities, uh, especially off the counter and stuff. So this is a team that I think the Jets have done okay against uh but recently you know the Sens they've put up a stiffer fight they've given the Jets some resistance and you know Winnipeg's performances against this team haven't exactly been super inspiring and coming out of the gates in a game that they basically had to win just to keep the flicker of a playoff hope alive uh the first period and a half was a bit flat I can't lie Uh, I really wanted them to show off some of their high-end skill and you know really take advantage of this game against the Suns, but Winnipeg instead really didn't have their skating legs. Uh, and it's kind of strange because the Jets probably should have been rested, all told. Um, and instead, you know, Winnipeg looks second best to pucks. Uh, Ottawa was creating more off the counter. I thought that their slot offense was a little bit better, but even to the first few minutes, it just didn't feel like the Jets were super active. So yeah, the first period, not super great. Uh, And it kind of continued into parts of the second period, which if you're a desperate team and you need to really show up and give uh, your fans something to really crow about, uh, you know, this isn't the kind of performance that I think really inspires a lot of confidence. Was it the worst game the Jets have ever played? No, I think that would probably be a bit disingenuous, but this was a game in which the Jets, um, I really feel like they had to have a strong showing. They had to give their fans something to really hang their hats on. And honestly, I think the team just needs a bit of a confidence boost. Uh, Winnipeg this year feels like it's a little bit, I don't know if it's it's a morale issue or like a mentality issue, but it does feel like this year they're a little bit fragile. Uh, when they struggle or they have an incident, it just seemingly cascades in these games. And the accumulation of these issues over the entire season definitely seems to be weighing heavily on the team. It's not like I can really blame them. I mean, it's been a pretty tragic year for the Jets in general. But, you know, you still have to go out there and do your job. And I think that's one of the hardest things is kind of picking yourself up, of, up you know, up off the ground, getting back into the grind, and showing that night in and night out, you can still compete and fight and, and really secure your place. That's kind of what I wanted after the, the tough loss against the Avs. Sure, you know, the Jets forced overtime, but, you know, the point standings are only going to tell you one story. And it's that the Jets still lost in overtime. So they only got one point when they need two. Did I expect them to win? Not at all. Did I even expect them to get one point against Colorado? Also no, but you know, all the same, they don't really have a margin for error. They have to win no matter what it takes, you know, no matter how they get there. If the jets want a shot at the playoffs, they basically have to be perfect along the rest of the way, which is just not really possible. So uh, against the Sens, I was like, you know, maybe they'll have a, a more bounce back effort. Maybe they'll show up and really spank this team. And for the first 25 to 30 minutes, that really wasn't the case. And so I was getting a bit you know, worried. Uh, the Jets, I think, were the ones to score first, but it didn't really feel all that safe. As much as the Jets scoring is great, uh, this team doesn't really hold leads all that well. Um, and as you can tell from the earlier scoreline I mentioned, Winnipeg had some serious defensive issues. We'll talk about uh, whether the second half was actually an improvement. I, I do think that the Jets started to rally themselves and put together a more consistent three periods. But, you know, that penchant of theirs for not really starting things going in or getting things going into the uh, midway point or even the back half of the game, it's still an issue with this team. And, you know, they had to get yelled at in, in the first period intermission to wake up. And it's like, brother, this is game 73 uh, or, or 72. Um, if you have to have motivation for a must-win playoff game, or or I must-win game to get into the playoffs. What are we even doing here? So, yeah, uh, larger questions for the Jets, things that I can't really answer. The team is just going to have to evaluate itself and try and reflect as much as possible. But we'll talk about the improved second half and whether or not it's really a sign of optimism, plus me grading some of Winnipeg's acquisitions and how they've panned out so far in a Jets uniform uh, towards the end of the episode. But... Before we go any further, I do want to talk about a couple of really cool sponsors that I think you'll love. Uh, I think you should check out Shady Rays. If you've never heard of Shady Rays, they're an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, premium high-end finishes, you name it, they've probably got it embedded on these wonderful glasses. You also won't find anywhere else what Shady has in an insane protection program. If you lose it or you break something, uh, Shady Rays will cover your uh, brand new pair and send it to you no matter what. (coughs) It's really rare to find somebody with a program this great, so I would highly recommend that you check them out. (coughs) Um, And best of all, (coughs) if you don't love them, you won't pay a single thing. It's as simple as that. Every time you purchase, though, you'll also uh, help to donate 10 meals to fight hunger in America, again, shopping with Shady Rays. Exclusive for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized glasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Now, if you're also interested in winning in another way, I have to recommend BattleMine.net. I'm not really big into online betting myself, but if you uh, know me, I I actually have bet on one or two Bundesliga matches in the past, Uh, that's German football, and BetOnline.net really made it super easy. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting uh, stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, If you're not really into those sports, they've also got F1, IndyCar, NASCAR, tennis, you name it, BetOnline has your back. They are your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, live scores, and so much more. If you want in on the action, go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device to learn more about the latest trends in action in your favorite sports. You can also shine up for a free account and get started today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. (coughs) Thank you for bearing with me. Uh, I am still feeling a little bit under the weather. Apologies for a brief little coughing spell. Hopefully, allergies end soon, so we can have at least a more undisturbed recording pattern. Uh, Lord knows pollen is my my greatest nemesis. Uh, But on tonight's episode, I wanted to continue talking about some wrap-up thoughts from the Ottawa Senators game on uh, Sunday, it was which the Jets did win, uh, but the first half, like I mentioned, wasn't so great. Before we talk about the improved second half and what changed, I did want to say thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Also, be sure to check out the uh, Locked On Now program, which, if you've seen any of the ones that I've done, it's a super bite-sized, condensed version of the latest NHL rumors, game recaps, trade news, whatever's happening around the league. We give you a very fast pulse on the latest action to keep you up to date. It's free to subscribe to on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including just like this show on YouTube, Odyssey, Megaphone, uh, you know, whatever platform you're into, we're on there just for you. So be sure to check out Locked On Now right now uh, or after this after this episode and give us a follow and a subscription. We love and appreciate your support. Now, for the Jets and the Sens, um, this game, uh, you know, the second half was technically an improvement. Winnipeg really started peppering the slot and... I forget who was in net for the Sens. Uh, they've had a pretty uh, notable rotating cast, but uh, this time the Jets were really testing him. Um, I thought he made some really great saves. There were some cross-lot passes that the Jets, frankly, should have scored on. Um, but thanks to some really great goaltending for Ottawa, it kept the game within reach. And then, you know, the Jets had a, a lead at some point, and as you could start to see, Winnipeg maybe getting a little bit undisciplined with penalties maybe not being as clean with their turnover management and puck management. Uh, you started to get the sense that Winnipeg maybe was struggling a little bit, maybe that they would start to concede some opportunities. And Ottawa started scoring goals and clawing back into this one, which you do expect its score effects. Uh, this kind of stuff does happen. If you're the team that is in the lead, it is often very difficult to hold that lead, especially if you're starting to back off in the, you know, in the offensive zone, maybe you're setting up a neutral zone trap or you're dropping deeper into the defensive zone, not getting as aggressive. And we all know that the jets tend to be very conservative when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, Uh, it wasn't super clean. Winnipeg was dominating expected goals. I'm pretty sure, but it doesn't really matter all the time. If you have to win, no matter what, Um, obviously producing goals the right way is one of the most fundamental parts of, of hockey. And I think the jets this year really haven't done that, but in a do-or-die situation where you just have to win no matter what, uh, you know, you're know you not really going to focus on that as much. You want to make sure that the Jets don't make a lot of silly mistakes, and unfortunately, that very nearly cost them. Uh, it wasn't until the end of the game when the goalie was pulled that the Jets were able to just sort of see this one out and fortunately walk away with a victory, but uh, you know the Suns really pushed the Jets, and it's been a theme this year that Ottawa and teams like Arizona somehow have tested the Jets whether it's from, you know, getting goalie or maybe some really fast counters and stuff. Basically, the Jets just haven't really performed uh, up to the level that we know they can against teams that are honestly in a more rebuilding stage. And that I think is a a bit of an indictment of the season. Do I, you know, necessarily blame the Jets for a mediocre performance this year? Uh, Not entirely. I mean, it is what it is. We've seen this team uh, struggle night in and night out. It is what it is. But it just would be nice to get a little bit more consistency in Winnipeg's game, especially as they are desperately trying to get into a playoff spot when they don't really deserve it yet. So, yeah, game against the Senators, it was a victory, but I wasn't really impressed, and that's kind of the story of the season so far. You know, they might get results, they might win games, but does anyone really believe in them? Do the Jets believe in themselves? I don't know. That's a question that the team's going to have to answer. I think from, you know, the trade deadline that the Jets had, the answer is probably no. I don't think management really feels this group is destined to go far. Uh, and speaking of the uh, the trade deadline group, um, I don't want to spend some time grading how Winnipeg did at the TDL in retrospect. You know, hindsight is 2020, but we'll talk about which of these moves have panned out and which ones probably, uh, you know, the Jets wish they could undo. All of this coming up in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out another fantastic sponsor. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain to keep up and stock all of the local uh, auto parts that you need. Why enter pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and long waits in line at the auto parts store when the person behind the counter can't even get you what you need because it's not in stock? They're basically just going to order parts online, same as you might if you went to an online retailer. So why waste your time? That's why you should be going to rockauto.com right now. You could save anywhere from 30, 50, even 100% retail prices uh, for the same auto parts, but at a much cheaper price with RockAuto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they always have amazing customer service. RockAuto is a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, serving DIYers just like you, so you really can't go wrong with them. They know who you are, they price their stuff fairly, and they want you to have the best experience as a customer possible. To get started, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight's thoughts on uh, the trade deadline acquisitions the Jets brought in and whether any of them have really panned out. Um, for my money, you know, a lot of these moves, some of which happened before the start of the season, uh, didn't really uh quite work out the way that they were intended. You know, Schmidt Dillon, not exactly the stout defenders the Jets were hoping for. Um, Nate Schmidt is obviously very offensively gifted, and that's kind of why the Jets brought him in. But in terms of a fit for this team, maybe not so much. Brendan Dillon has really struggled this year as well. Uh he gets paired with Neil Neil Pionk a lot, and, and Pionk himself is struggling this year, so Brendan Dillon, unfortunately, has had a really rough go of it. Uh, they're both trying their best, but obviously it's not been a great season for either defender. Um, Schmidt also kind of in the same boat. But with Nate, there is the qualifier that uh, if you pair them with guys like Heinola or Pionk, um, or not necessarily Pionk, but maybe some of the other puck-moving guys like DeMello, uh, these guys really start to have an improvement in their results, which is not super shocking. Um, guys like DeMello are, are really good at stabilizing, struggling pairings. And, uh, that's why, you know, Josh Morrissey and DeMello have been, uh, Winnipeg's de facto number one group for a while now. So yeah, those acquisitions from the summer, maybe not so great at the trade deadline. You know, the Jets brought in a couple of guys, uh, Morgan Barron, they brought in, um, Mason Appleton back and they also got Zach Sanford, uh, for Sanford, he'll probably get my lowest grade. I do think Sanford's basically like a C to a C minus, uh, Zach is just there to kind of uh get some minutes, eat up some reps and take up a roster spot for the Jets. I haven't really seen anything in his game that suggests <coughs> excuse me. Um that the Jets Excuse me. That the uh, the Jets are really looking to extend him long term. As as nice of a guy and as hard as he does work. I just feel that uh, Sanford hasn't really contributed enough to be um a super versatile player for the Jets defensively. I mean he does provide some impact, which is you know fine enough, but beyond that <clears throat> I'm just not really seeing a lot in this game where he's jumping off the page and I'm I'm really excited to extend him. So yeah, C minus to a C, I think is fair. Um for Mason Appleton that gets a B. I think Appleton has done exactly what you expect him to which is basically be like an Andrew Cop light, except Cop in New York is killing it right now, so maybe that's not the fairest comparison. But uh, in terms of his role for the Jets, filling a very similar duty and trying his best as a hard-working two-way forward with some defensive acumen as well as some offensive chops, uh, not really scoring at the same rate that cop is with the Rangers. Andrew up north is just killing it. So, yeah. Uh, Like I said, I think it's a B. Uh, I think... Appleton has done his job. Um, maybe not spectacular, but you don't really need that from him with this team. What you want is consistency and quality, and I think he does really bring that. Uh, Morgan Barron, I'm going to give a B+. I think Barron has shown that he is actually pretty skilled. Uh, limited sample size with him, but you know the early returns look positive. As a guy who might be like a really good third liner, um, maybe if you give him some skilled linemates, Barron can start to really show some stuff. Uh, you know, this is the kind of guy who I think has a lot of really good tool sets uh, that are still in in the refining process. But, you know, if the Jets can really uh, bring him up to speed at the NHL level, I think that there is something in his game. Uh, in addition to the hardworking grid and work ethic, plus his net drive, I think he has the finesse as well and, and the flair to really execute on some extra level plays and give the Jets a little bit more scoring versatility in their bottom six. So taking the entire deadline into consideration, uh, C plus to a B minus, I think would probably be it. They got rid of Kopp. they got an okay return, uh, but they kept Paul Stastny, and I don't really know that Stastny for me was somebody the Jets should hang on to. But you know, the locker room probably would not have been happy if he went. So, you know, you shrug and just sort of accept it. You got to move on. That's kind of and that's kind of how you have to treat the Jets these days. Um, they they will make mistakes, but it is what it is, and I'm not going to waste my breath really getting upset about it. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Maybe you feel the Jets made a mistake. Uh, Maybe you didn't like their trade deadline, or maybe you thought they did exactly what they needed to. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. While you're at it, you should also make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcast media, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.